0: Welcome to Super Action Bros, the podcast where we talk about action movies with explosions and car chases. And
1: dirty, dirty Frenchmen. I'm Ryan. And I'm Ian. Welcome to episode number eight, in which we discuss... Uh, Atlantis the Lost Continent
0: the Lost Empire Empire I'm sorry the Disney movie
1: the Disney Atlantis for those of you are confused Uh, but before we jump too far into that discussion uh, let me let you guys know about some ways you can reach out to us and get in contact with us Uh, we have a website superactionbros.com there you can find links of how to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes email us all the things I'm about to tell you you can do you can do straight from there Um, another thing you can look at is uh, the stuff and things podcast network website we're actually part of the stuff and things podcast network so some other great shows on there uh, so you can check out uh, stuff and things for that uh, you can also reach us on Twitter if you'd like to uh, at super action bros um, you can tweet at us tell us some cool ideas for movies things like that Uh, We also do have an email, uh, superactionbros at gmail.com. So if you want to send us an email saying, hey, I disagree about what you said about Last Action Hero. Every part of that movie is good, especially the part where the eye explodes. That's my favorite. You can do that if you want to. Uh, You can also, uh, but why would you want to? Uh, Vengeance (laughs) is mine. Yes. You can also reach us uh, on Facebook. We actually have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash superactionrose. You can give us one of those cool little thumbs up if you like the show. So those are ways that you can reach out to us. Uh, Now we will reach out to you with the form of a movie talking about discussion. So Ryan... We talked about Atlantis this time. We watched Atlantis. Yes, we did. This was my first time watching Atlantis. I remember seeing it. I remember seeing the trailers for it. I remember thinking it looked interesting. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that off-put me, I'll just put this out on Front Street right now, is the animation. Um, See, I th- and, and, I, and I
0: don't... I thought the movie was beautiful.
1: Now, here's the thing. I think the character designs are great. Mm. I think all the vehicle designs are great. Oh, we'll go into detail on that. I'm just going to put this on Front Street. The backgrounds you were talking about are, are, are great. Oh, yeah. All that's great. So it's cool. just the animation quality is not there for me. It's You can't follow up all those Disney movies like, I mean... All the 90s stuff, like, you know, you have Beauty and the Beast, you have Aladdin, you know, Lion King, even the lesser extent stuff like Mulan and Hercules. But, like, this just seems like they just kind of just didn't care enough to make the animation quality good. But that being said, putting that aside, the story actually really liked. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah. Um probably because well I'll tell you, I'll tell you why my main reason because I love the crap out of submarine adventure movies. <laughs> I love the crap out of submarine movies. Like oh, even like man. the old 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea with the, with Kirk Douglas. Which which
0: this is so clearly influenced oh, by. Oh,
1: absolutely. Like that their ship looks just like the like well, it looks like a modern version of the Nautilus no, no, with a big it, orange globe quote on the Quote unquote modern. Yeah. Set I know. in
0: 1914.
1: Yes. Well, around the same time as yeah. the, as that. But anyway, um, before we jump into that though, let's talk a little bit about the movie. Um let's talk about mostly about our cast because we have uh, we have uh, well as we mentioned last time michael j fox obviously wrote yeah. me in uh we michael have j fox folks, is milo though. the main mm-hmm. characters
0: for the nerdy scientist guy
1: Mm-hmm. we also have a couple other people though too uh we have james garner yeah uh our uh, uh spoiler alert our villain for the movie
0: well and 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 spo- it is an actual spoiler because you don't really realize that he's a villain until probably two-thirds of the way in the movie mm-hmm Sorry to spoil it. Um uh, you listen to a podcast about this movie, you should sort of expect that at this
1: oh, point. Oh, we also have Don Novello, which a lot of you are probably like, who the heck is that? But the second you hear his voice, you'll know it. Uh, we Most people know him if you're a grown-up and you grew up in the 70s as Father Guido Sarducci, yep, uh, a popular SNL character, I believe. But he... Um, yeah, he's know, funny. You know, in you this know that movie. voice right away when you he hear He is it. Very, funny. He's very funny. He is very funny. He
0: plays movie. the uh the the explosive mm-hmm. Italian.
1: Oh, we also have Leonard Nimoy yeah. uh, in here very briefly, but in here. Uh, a lot of just a lot of voice actors, Voice actor, of, of Galvatron. Character. Yes. Leonard Nimoy. Co- correct. A lot he of plays voice actors. It's also that some some star show. He used some I don't know. Star Wars? He uh, into that. Something like that. Anyway, <laughs> oh,
0: he played the old version of um of uh of Siler. Oh, heroes that's right in that's that movie. right
1: that's right he did he did he was also um <sighs> galvatron oh he also was the you know unsolved oh, no it wasn't unsolved Mysteries. no you know he
0: was also in transformers in search of in search of he, he, he was, was like. also in transformers Trans-
1: transmorphers um <laughs> no uh there's also the late great jim varney yeah Ernest. this is actually his
0: last movie ernest's last movie was this
1: uh, Jim. Cum- a lot of voice actors. Jim Cummings, who's in a lot of stuff. It's it's sort of a you know true. who's who is of of, of yeah. We, voice we've
0: got thing. uh Chris Summers and mm-hmm. this and No terra Strong. But, yeah, No, uh, no you know, Terra Strong. Perfect. But
1: but yeah, quite a few voice actors, like really really strong voice actors. in which it was Disney. It was two thousand three. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's interesting that
0: you put it into perspective the other Disney movies. The movie that came out immediately before this in the Disney canon,
1: Hunchback. Really? Yeah. Did what about Tarzan? Didn't Tarzan come out before this? I think Tarzan is after. I think Tarzan's two thousand four or uh, something. Uh, no, I don't I don't know about that. Hold on. <laughs> okay, I could be wrong. But that being said, but yeah, no, even in Hunchback they were talking about like the quality even on Hunchback when yeah yeah to a downturn. I, I feel like well actually you no know no, I think hunchback was before. I thought, that, I thought this, that it was... From what I
0: understand, the I team was, that made this movie made Hunchback. Hunchback.
1: okay. So at the very least, we have that. But we had like Mulan, I know, and Her- Hercules and Mulan. But I remember, I remember the last one I remember Tarzan seeing... Tarzan was
0: 1999. Oh, man. So Tarzan was like four years before this. Oh,
1: man. Uh, yeah, this is 2001. But I mean... I, but I remember even Tarzan looking pretty good. There's some parts in that look I mean, pretty right, 2001, good. Two thousand one, not two thousand. But I remember that. But I remember like the last one that I remember seeing that I was like that looked really really good was Mulan. Mulan was the last one mm-hmm. and, like that had it still had that Disney quality. And then Disney art kind of started. But I won't harp on the art forever. I think the character designs great. All the vehicle designs, all the backgrounds are great. It's just that the animation quality is a little lacking. But that being said, to me, the story is actually pretty good. And I'm a little surprised I didn't watch this movie earlier because it, it, it's not like there's no there's no songs in it. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, what's interesting about this movie is this movie came out at a really transitional point in American animation. This movie came out like the same summer as Shrek. Oh, to yeah. To put it in huh. perspective.
1: 2001.
0: Yeah. Uh, but it's it's funny because because at the same time that this movie came out, it seemed like there was it, it was it was a couple years after The Matrix, and The Matrix had been so heavily influenced by anime, and um and, and so it it had been you know enough development time after The Matrix came out that people were like it, that people were actually making sort of American relatively adult or at least older teenager animated action movies. Mm-hmm. And there were actually several that came out right around the same time. Titan AE came out right around this time. Oh yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within mm. came out right around the same time. Um even even like Treasure from Disney, Treasure Planet and Lilo and Stitch mm-hmm. were definitely more on this end of action movies, adventure movies, exciting movies, not Princess movies. Yeah, it's true. And, and there was there was sort of a, it was kind of a really mini trend for just a couple of years and none of them really did very well. No. And it went away and I remember well, being... Disney was- Bank on
1: a Pixar at this point, like, yeah, heavily.
0: Well, and yeah, this was like this was like Disney feature animation, sort of like we're gonna try to be cool and young and for the teens, and the teens were like, well, we want to go see comedies. And <laughs> kind of
1: like these Pixar movies, but a good but I everybody. remember
0: I was a teen, I was kind of an older teen at this point, but I was stoked on this kind of movie because I loved anime. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'd seen Akira, I'd seen Ghost and Shell, both mm-hmm. of them I'd seen three or four times. You know, downloaded. Divx movies from the internet at this point, you know, and and uh, Ryan,
1: let's hope nobody in the movie industry is listening to you. I was, I was in college, they are gonna come for you, Ryan. This is this, this is how much computers right over here Napster still existed. Oh boy,
0: all right, I downloaded it. Know wasn't a pay service yet? No, <laughs>
1: <sighs> this was this is pre Facebook, yeah. Uh, all right, pre this MySpace, was, even. yeah. This was pre smartphone. Oh boy, this was,
0: <laughs> yeah. So you didn't have the internet fingertips, but, but it was, a, it was a really cool time for, for a certain type of nerd where there were these basically American animes, mm-hmm. uh, and, and this one was especially cool for, for Uber nerds. And it's funny cause I never, I didn't see this until recently until it popped up on Netflix. Oh really? Uh, cause I'd always wanted to, it was one of those ones that I always wanted to see and it, it passed me by in theaters and I could never like have the heart to actually rent it uh, for whatever reason but but you know the the character designs that you just mentioned you like so much Mm -hmm. you know who did the original sketches for character designs and and mechanical designs in this movie no who hellboys mike mignola oh
1: well that would make a lot of sense yeah that makes a lot of sense uh looking at that absolutely yeah
0: and and so uh, from a certain nerd perspective there, there was that bit of credence and at the same time do you remember steampunk in 2001
1: Mm, like like do you mean like the state of the, steampunk? Yeah,
0: or? It didn't really exist. No. It's this true. this is this movie and and I'm sure that steampunk people will will argue me at this point forever. But in terms of like steampunk and it becoming a popular thing, I think this movie was part of that. Yeah. Okay. Because mm, this movie's super. Mm, would you that. would you say that there's some steampunk it, elements it, in yeah, this Yeah, it's
1: also very it has that um what are they like the Jules Verne style? Yeah. of stuff too, very which I, which
0: I think is sort of related to that right. to a certain extent. And it takes uh, place later than the you know usual 1880s steampunk canon. Mm-hmm. This
1: was like what what what, what I, I missed the what the year this took place? 1914. 1914. Okay, so well before so right, there's no pre-World World War Two. Pre yeah. World War Two. World War One, I, I think maybe. No, pre World yeah. War One. World War One as well. Yeah. So we got, some, we got some really stuff. So, so Ryan, before we jump into the actual plugs, we'll go through that and we'll talk about the action explosion. Because there's a mm. lot of action for a kid. Right. Movie, a lot of action. Um, but let's talk about first the MacGuffin. And as always, we have Ryan describe what, the Mac, what a MacGuffin yeah. is. So, Ryan, what is the what is a MacGuffin first?
0: Well, a MacGuffin is the uh, the thing that everybody wants in the movie, the, mm-hmm. the driving force of the movie, the thing that everybody's trying to get. It's mm-hmm. an Alfred Hitchcock term that he used... And and he used it basically as a stand-in for something that's real, and it said it didn't really matter if it's real. For instance, in Pulp Fiction, the MacGuffin is the briefcase. Correct. Yeah, yeah.
1: with the with whatever is in there.
0: Yeah, the, the one that lights up. When some you think
1: it. it's money. Some think it's Marcel's Wallace's soul. There's a I lot think it's of
0: briefcase with a light bulb in it.
1: That's also, that's exactly what that would be so cool to have. (laughs) So, okay. So, Ryan, what in your opinion, what is the MacGuffin of this movie?
0: Uh, You know what? This is, I I feel like this is one of the first ones that we've watched on this podcast where the MacGuffin is self evident. The MacGuffin is Atlantis. Everybody wants the, the, whatever is causing Atlantis to still exist. Okay. What do you think?
1: Yes and no. Um, I think, I mean, maybe this is more in the themes category. Um, I think, um, it's really tough because I, I feel that there's a lot of a lot of focus on technological advancement. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of focus on you know this is super advanced society, and but I guess that kind of ties in with what you're saying. Yeah, I guess it's Atlantis in general. You're probably right. Um, I don't know. That's that's pretty accurate. I can't think of anything more than right? that. You're right. I was I had some I have some bigger thing, but the more I look at the, what I have written down here, I'm thinking, no, those are more themes than anything. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's talk about the themes. Okay, what, what
0: do you think some of the themes going on in this movie are? Um, and 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 so let's you sort of mention it briefly, but yeah. like this it could be just a dumb Disney movie and and he wasn't super heavily involved, but Joss Whedon definitely was involved with the original story of this mm-hmm. film. Oh yeah. And I think that his fingerprints are on it a little bit, oh, it's and, evident. And especially we're talking about themes. So go ahead. Um
1: I don't know. I I I mean the biggest thing that I have it's kind of like it goes back to Indiana Jones for me mm-hmm. knowledge and like and and learning and, and finding out things and being interested versus fortune and glory yeah oh absolutely that's 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 the big thing especially once we reach that kind of split it, yeah it's with, a with big the big Indiana the Jones dichotomy but the idea of like a legacy the idea of of destiny and the idea of of a family is also important yeah I was
0: gonna say family I, I feel. I think that that's a really this good a running
1: kid movie theme is family. Well, and yeah, but it,
0: but it's interesting because because in this movie, uh, you know, Milo, our main character, is mm-hmm. essentially an orphan at this point. His, mm-hmm. He was raised by his grandfather, a famous explorer, who is no longer alive, and his friends are, you know, the the masks that he props up. In his basement office. That was
1: so sad. I felt so bad for him because <laughs> it, it opens the well. Well, okay. Well, I guess well, this is, I, I wanted to say more about family. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I,
0: and I, the thing is, it's a very modern and and it's a very Whedon esque look at family, right? Because if you look at the teams that that sort of sort of congeal themselves. In Joss Whedon things, the, the you know the crew of the Firefly, the Buffy, the the Scooby team, um, the, even the Avengers, we we sort of get that in this movie where they, all these people with different backgrounds who just sort of you know they start just kind of joking with each other and then they sort of get along and in the end they're they're willing to you know put all this money on the line and put their lives on the line to stick with somebody who is for for you know for lack of a better term just sort of part of their family. Sure. Uh, sure. Milo, you know they accept Milo into that, and and, and the team, and, and you know I, I think that that's really cool, and it's something that you see Pop up a lot of in his work. Even I mean he wrote the first he, he wrote a, a draft of the first Toy Story movie, and it's it's mm-hmm. there as well. That theme mm-hmm. is there as well. I think the family thing is really important, especially since Milo is so concerned with this was what his grandfather wanted, and and so this guy who is part of his grandfather's family, who's financing the expedition that we eventually go on, it, it's it's. He's honoring his grandfather who raised him and is sort of a father figure. It's, it's, there's a lot of sort of complex family interweavings into the, into the themes of this movie.
1: Like, I can't disagree. It's yeah. very deep, Ryan. <laughs> it's the you. second time you've out deeped me. Mm. Um, we'll see. That might be a new trend. Um, but uh, yeah, okay. Well, let's let's kind of walk go through. And, yeah, let's, let's take let's take a little walk. Let's let's hold let's hold hands and walk through plotland together. This is a Disney movie. Yeah, we can hold hands. It's Adventureland. It's fine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I saw
0: Adventureland mentioned as the direction they wanted to go when they were first starting this movie. They wanted to make an Adventureland movie.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> What do you mean by that?
0: Well, I, I, it, I, I mean, and it is to a certain point. You know, you're you're going on an expedition, and you're mm-hmm. you know wearing khaki outfits and a pith helmet, and okay, yeah, and yeah, it's a, okay. it's an adventure.
1: I agree. And I, agree. I,
0: I love adventure <clears throat> movies. You know, there's there's a place to go, and things are going to
1: happen, and you know, <laughs> let's walk through. Let's walk through the adventure. Let's go on, on an adventure. Atlantis. So, um, it starts off. We see this ancient society of uh, Atlantis. Yeah, the beginning is. It's, oh, it's, I wrote
0: OMG. What?
1: <laughs> okay, go ahead.
0: Explain. Well, I mean, it just like it starts and you're like, oh, this is the Atlantis movie. And you sort of expect and you know, if you've seen any of this stuff before, you sort of expect but then there's like these flying like fish robots <laughs> and like glowing crystals and, and people this, are and floating into the sky this coming towards the sea. Yeah, it was it was nuts. It was crazy. Right. I, I feel I feel like it's you know you know in uh, like in James Bond and Goldfinger they have that that stinger part at the very beginning of the movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it's just James Bond being awesome right I feel like they 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 decided after the fact of the beginning of this movie they're like well you know this movie takes a while to get going so we need to put something here so that people will be like oh wait what's yeah. going on mm-hmm. and and it just builds so much anticipation for what you see later.
1: What I liked about it is this could have easily been like. There was the city of Atlantis. Yeah, and it could have been told with like a generic, yeah, it could have been like a Disney stained glass. No, no, it could have been. It could have been the opening to every Zelda game, which (laughs) is basically just there's some panels. We talk about the history of Hyrule and this and that. Could have been that, but they actually put a sequence of action. Like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Things are going on. There's this giant wave coming. We have to be ready and be prepared and stuff's happening and then and it's great the because they explain gets,
0: nothing at all no
1: there's like what's like what is going on here you're like okay i know it's atlantis i'm getting that much yeah. at least but because we be know insane. the name of the movie yeah right but i'm just like man there's a lot of stuff going on and then suddenly just uh, that happens and then atlantis well what we you to be atlantis sinks yeah and that's it and then just like okay and then now cut to, movie starts
0: that's <laughs> to milo in his basement office
1: at the at the museum at
0: the museum in
1: the boiler room
0: it's not Ireland; it's Iceland.
1: Iceland. Oh boy! Um, <laughs> but he's doing a presentation. Would you think? Oh, he's doing a presentation. He's going to try to get funding for his expedition. Which reminds me of like, not that I'm the biggest fan of this of what this man has done historically. Although, kids, I'm sure the youth you've been taught in school that he's a great man. But Christopher Columbus reminds me a lot of like the listen. I'm coming to you to appeal for money to do this expedition. This well, let's go insane. with somebody who
0: who we can who we can say is unimpeachable. Let's go with Ernest Shackleton. I don't know who that is. He he crossed Antarctica for the first time. Okay,
1: he was
0: he was an explorer. It was more right, in but the what I,
1: the reason I would say about Christopher Columbus is because we're basically here's the reason I bring up Christopher Columbus is because. You don't know who Ernest Shackleton is. No, but now I do. I got a um, book for you to read. Okay. Um, so, but but it's not like there was any doubt about Antarctica existing when he went to go do this, right? Was there any doubt that, or was he just like, "There's this mystical? Okay, mystic- yeah, fair enough. I get, so, I so there's like, there's this mystical place. I know there's something over here. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically, Columbus is like, I'm gonna sail to India from here. And, they're, and like, then, no. they're like, no. Like, no, it's going to be dumb. You're going to fall off the edge of the earth and die. Because um, I think the world is round. That's what, that's the. Yeah, but they the, never
0: rescheduled Columbus's meeting for. No. A, told him it was rescheduled no. after the rescheduling. But happened.
1: there's a lot of things about Columbus. They, they they did do some. They did kind of like, oh, okay, man, take these three ships. I guess. Yeah. Um, they did. They gave him kind of crappy stuff. They're like, all right, here you go. Yep. <laughs> but but they don't. He asked for Nikes and they got him like, I don't know, Voits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> British Knights. Oh man, BK. Knight. Hey man, don't don't knock BK Knights. I had some. Okay. <laughs> I got them hush puppies. Oh. Oh boy. Anyway, um, or any of the shoes you can find at your local Payless the new sponsor of Super Action Bros. Airwalks. Airwalks. <laughs> oh, well, I liked Airwalks. I back did in too. The day. Um, but now you can find them at Payless. That's um, true. So okay, so you but can yes, he, send the check by the he way to Payless too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he is practicing a. Um, He's practicing a, a pitch. Yeah, practicing a pitch. A pitch. Correct.
0: Um and and then. He gets a message that the his thing has been rescheduled for three thirty. He looks at the clock; it's four. Then he gets a message, a message immediately afterwards saying, "Hey, you missed you, it." Sorry. And, and it's great because that's speaking of steampunk and sort of like cool technology that's yeah, not around Yeah, through the through the pneumatic tube message right. system, it was right. pretty cool. Uh, and so he misses it, and then he sort of tries to chase these guys down. They're like, "No, you're crazy. Stay away from us. We don't want to catch the crazy." And so then he's just sad. Yeah. And then he goes to his apartment. He's yep. sad, yep. and his cat's not even coming up to him. And then there's a femme fatale like, hiding in the shadows.
1: Yep, and she takes him over to a rich guy's mansion. Claudia Christian. Yes. And, and she takes him to a rich guy's mansion. Who, rich guy who likes yoga. Yeah, who likes yoga. He's very kind of a world traveler. And apparently he knew um, He knew
0: Milo's, Milo's grandfather. grandfather, who raised Milo.
1: Correct. And so they t- get to talking and such. Um and uh, they talk about basically they found this journal that Milo needs in order to that Milo's been talking about. Non-stop yeah, he needs trying to, to get find. it. He wanted, that was what he wanted the expedition for—not to go to Atlantis, but to find this journal Just to get this journal. Which and the journal would tell net. him how to get there, and the, the journal would tell him how to get to Atlantis. And looks like this guy already went ahead and found it. Yeah, so he found and he's it already.
0: Launching an expedition to yep. Atlantis, and yep. everything's taken care of. You leaving right now?
1: Yep. As long as you're interested in being our translator, because you can read this Atlantean language. Yeah, the only one in the world. Only one in the world. He's like all right, I'm, I'm digging it down. Let's do this. It's he great to say it's, that exactly. It's, it's, because it's, it's totally such a wish but fulfillment
0: but. moment. Mm. Like, oh, like absolutely. it's, it's the kind of thing. And, and they've, they've set up Milo to be this total nerd. Mm-hmm. They, and, and he even does like the nerd over explaining things a couple of oh, yeah. times. They do it later, but, but they, and it's totally that that moment that every nerd has experienced where someone like acknowledges your pet project as Something worth doing, and here's all this support that you never even realized you could possibly muster to to take care of your your you're the only one who's nerdy enough to do this thing. Right. I, I feel like like you know I've been a nerd for my whole life, and I feel like that there is a point. Like if I had seen this movie when I was twelve, I'd be like, When is that gonna happen to me?
1: <laughs> when is destiny just gonna drop in my lap and I can look at rocks? I'll tell you when. You when you're like it. super action, bros Ian. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the nobody's test. paying us to do this no well not yet pay the shoes <laughs> pay the shoes like well, again, call us um and I'll so also bring back the dexter short socks i wear those now they're getting holes in them and they're my favorite um okay so it was a brand that i bought from there and they were the best kind i
0: can't believe you're talking about this i don't know man okay Payless so shoes. so so boom he's on this this enormous uh esque
1: Yeah, well, he's on this big boat, and he's puking over the side. Oh, yeah. And and then he gets on this giant. um, Oh, but no, before they do that, there's one little scene that I like where they do the meet the team thing. And they have all their little profiles laid out, and they basically just go along and along each person in the team. But they don't. They don't really show them yet. You kind yeah. of introduce them. Well, and and this is
0: and it, it, to be honest, this is kind of a there's a, a I guess there's a couple of bits of action, but we get a we get a good solid introduction of all the members of our team, of mm-hmm. all core members. Yep. Get their thirty second, you know, where you understand their uh, who they are and where they come from, and also there's a joke.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like right.
0: we get the we get the crazy dark guy, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, you can't mix France and England. Yeah, and it's funny, and and then we get the uh, and then we get the doctor who chases the dirt guy off with soap, and he's like, "Oh, you ready for your exam? This bone saw can go through a femur in twenty eight seconds, but I think I can cut that in half." <laughs> come on, it's a fantastic. And we have joke. The,
1: the 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 demolitions expert and little Kaylee type engine girl and yeah. all the different people that we meet. Um, Which,
0: and you know what? It's, it's it's remarkable right. at this point. This is a Disney movie. This right. is two thousand and one. That nobody is like everybody's sort of a different ethnicity. Everybody is, nobody's just like, not all of them are blonde hair, blue eyes. No, there's like a French you know?
1: guy, an Italian guy. There's a black gentleman and a Hispanic girl. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's kind it, of a rednecky cook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, they have different. Yeah, the, they the, the cook have, they exclaims
0: Jefferson Davis when he sees. Things. Yes, <laughs> and he talks about the Ford food groups So we got bean, bacon, bacon whiskey, and lard. lard.
1: Yep. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, they said whiskey. And, not only that, but he all, they also smoke in this movie. This is a Disney oh, movie. Yeah. Before they're they're talking about booze and smoking.
0: And cl- there's there's cle- yeah.
1: there is there's also cleavage in this movie i was
0: i was actually reading through the parental guide. that mentioned a
1: ridiculous also a amount of there's a point where michael j fox is like this girl's in a bikini this is weird it's 1914 <laughs> oh, makes girls, some good don't, jokes, girls don't wear this <laughs> um so uh yeah can um, you swim? i can swim pretty
0: girl pretty good pretty good
1: <laughs> so uh, what i but what i like is you know, once that thing gets in the water once that giant submarine gets in the water that's where you had me hooked I was oh like, man Oh man, that thing looks so cool, doesn't it? And then they, you, it doesn't make you want like a
0: toy of it or a yes, giant Lego set yes. of it? Yes, both, both things
1: until uh-huh. five minutes later when it's destroyed. When they destroy it by they, the Leviathan. By the Leviathan, which
0: is a giant mechanical uh, a lobster. Lobster. And it would, great joke, by the way, by the uh, by the explosive expert who says, "Oh, I'd eat that with some uh, probably with some white wine." It's <laughs> just great. So yeah, it just Lots destroys of, uh, the so many little jokes in this movie. Yeah,
1: it just destroys the crap out of this thing. So they're looking for this undersea little tunnel that will lead them into a little air pocket, and they say it multiple times like a grease trap in your sink. Yeah, um, and well, a the little pocket, it. and then that will. But, well,
0: and but but it's not like it's not like that cool vehicle is destroyed. and Now we're out of cool vehicles.
1: <laughs> But arguably, in the movie, that was my favorite vehicle. Yeah, it was. But cool. it lasted so shortly yeah, it, it was so cool. It's like, let's build this giant research vessel, and then it explodes. Yep. <laughs> um, but what what really trips me out is after they get this, so they get through, spoilers, they get past the Leviathan, a couple little ships, most of the well, people- Well, and that's a pretty
0: big action scene, right? Yeah, we've got, oh, we've yeah. got all like these little sort of little,
1: like- personal submarines zooming around
0: shooting torpedoes It's like the like, like Death Star and, attack.
1: It's like there's all these little like X-wings flying around. Sort of, but like, it's in interspace. It's underwater. It's know, done so well. I know. It's great because underwater action sequences are awesome. Yeah. And, and I'm, unless a, you're I'm in, terrified unless of the ocean, in, Ryan, but I love submarine movies. I love submarines so
0: much. Yeah? Do you love submarines when they're going through the planet core?
1: Uh, I suppose so. Yeah? Yeah. I what about
0: that. when Jar Jar Binks is driving?
1: Uh, no. I don't like that. That wasn't a submarine. That was some sort of fish thing. No, no, it was a ship, and when they went I'm underwater. Wearing, wearing, there was an underwater battle in that I'm, movie too. Let's not talk about the fan films. Okay. Um, so <laughs>
0: I just thought I'd poke a hole in your theory. But my
1: favorite, no, no, I like submarines. Oh, I like no. when things look like a submarine. You just don't like it when there's Jedi. I, 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 I guess what I'm saying is, I, li- I like when things are submarines that aren't real submarines. They have a lot of glass windows, and they're long like that, like in, metal. like in
0: the movie League of Extraordinary General <sighs> <sighs> Ryan. <laughs>
1: Please stop. Why are you doing this? Okay, to me? so let's keep talking, talking about that. I was all excited. About what really blew my mind though is at the very end. So they, they finally get through this little portal and they're safe. And then like whatever whoever's left, they that little candle, and they send this little this this helmet off into the into the water. Oh yeah, that was And the- he goes. Seven hours ago, we started this mission. I'm like, seven hours. <laughs> Do you think those guys who got killed were like? That was worth it. That was worth it.
0: Seven hours of a mission. Hopefully they're like, well we'll pay you half now and half when you're done. <laughs>
1: Probably. Um, okay. So, uh, but they're like, so they start going through and they're following this path to Atlantis. So, so they're underground. Yes. They're it's, underground. It's, they've, they've now been, it's we, turned into a journey to the center of the earth type. Yeah. Movie. And,
0: you know, and it's interesting. It's funny. Last night I um, was being an insomniac and I read this incredibly long article about these guys who were. Uh, combination cavers and cave divers trying to plunge the depths of this underwater river in Mexico. Okay. And, and they were spending literally, so think about this as a, as a person right now, spending two weeks underground traveling miles every day to just find the end of these underwater caves.
1: What a life, man! Can you awesome. can you imagine doing that? Uh, right. Yes, not but I've also seen I've also weeks. seen the Descent, and that terrifies me.
0: Yeah, so so, but I, I was thinking of that as I was watching this movie. They do it pretty good. They do yeah. a pretty good job of making it seem sort of claustrophobic, but at the same time, <sighs> you the, know, it, it's, it's open and 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 it's it's very interesting.
1: Yeah, not not and, to get on the horror movie kick, but yeah. if you haven't seen the Descent, if you never want to go cave diving. That'll but, cement that, <laughs> but they, it's and so that's that's a, a solid montage. Right oh yeah, there. absolutely. And we, get, sh- and we get and we get that's the nice thing they do it in a the montage. They don't let it drag out too long. Yeah, uh, they do the parts where they with jokes. Stop it. Yeah, montage with jokes and it, it, they, they move through it. And they get there's lots of different and terrain it's, under this. And in, it seems like cave. that that makes me think that video game movies based on video games are possible. Yeah, because you could do something like that in like a Zelda movie. If you want to make a movie about Zelda, you could do something like that and show like little Link running through and he's fighting, he fights a boss, but it's all it's all like a montage like that. And then you get to the the things you need to, or maybe one dungeon you spend a lot of time on, maybe his first one or the middle one or the bat last one, like that. It seems possible to me. I'm just like, why not like take a page from this book? Mm-hmm. This is how you do it. This is how you make those things that are those long stories seem doable in that time period anyway yeah. um and, and it's, it's my ranting about
0: during that. the same time that we get all the different character bits we really establish the characters and sort of establish the connections between them and, and the heart there and stuff we get right the, the, the you know and all their backstories are pretty funny mm-hmm. and it it's sort of formulaic in a way. It's like, well, let's have everybody tell us their backstory. His backstory is that his family had a flower shop and the store next door blew up. And he's like, I want to blow things up for a living. <laughs> you know, his backstory is, you know, this and that. I don't and don't find
1: out what mole's backstory is because that guy's disgusting. <laughs> um, but, but what well, Audrey told me, but it makes. And them I want- didn't
0: want to know. You don't want to know. It it the makes kid.
1: them people though, which is nice. It, it makes does. them to be, It makes them out to be people.
0: Well, and it, and it's interesting that they do that. But then, and and at this point, we don't know that Rourke's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know that. Uh, what was the other? What was the lady's name? The the blonde lady. The, yeah. the femme fatale. Yeah. We don't know that she's a bad guy. But at the same time, she redeems herself. That when the part sure. is uh, when when everybody's sort of joking around and and telling stories, we don't get their backstory at all. Right. It, and 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 that was my first hint. On watching this, I'm like, "What about them? Why don't we get their backstories?" He's, you know, James Garner is sort of the, you know, the the captain, the, the captain. I'm room. I'm an explorer, but you know, he's sort of strangely militaristic, right? And, and, yeah, she's, and you and those guys that mercenary. look like
1: like Nazi stormtroopers slash Star Wars stormtroopers with gas yeah with masks the gas masks stuff. for no so reason. Like, uh, and stuff. This is kind of seeming off. Um, like just little by little, they kind of hint, I mean, and let's be honest, this is a movie for kids. So kids maybe would start picking up on it little by little, not yeah. quite with a no backstory thing, but more so with like the, Oh, these guys look scary. Yeah. And Oh, then there's a crate full of guns later. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So they're going through They're They're blowing things up. They're digging through the things with a giant drill, which is pretty cool.
0: Oh man. I, everything that the, and I got, I got to look up his name. Everything that the Italian guy says to me in, in these parts is just hilarious.
1: Are you talking about, um, oh, what's the character's name?
0: Yeah, that's, I'm looking it up right now because I, I gotta say
1: it. I had it up. Hold on. He plays Vincenzo? Yeah, Vinny. Vinny.
0: Okay. Everything that Vinny says is hilarious to me. There's a great part where Miles looking at this. This column must be half a mile high. You know, it took them it, centuries to build. And he's like, I blew it up in what ten, 10 maybe eleven seconds. seconds tops. It was just great. <laughs> I made it into a bridge. It was just, <laughs> he's, he's, it's very funny, and, and maybe it's juvenile funny, but it's still, no, it's funny. It's still funny.
1: And then there's one point though when they're camping out and these Atlanteans come and just like, and it's great, and, and,
0: and they, one of the things that I like that they do, we've already sort seen, of seen the Atlanteans in the movie, and we don't necessarily realize that they're them because they're wearing these sort of giant tiki masks. Yep. And so you just sort of see these giant, everything glows blue, these giant glowing blue tiki masks and then mm-hmm. like arms and legs just kind of come out of them weird angles. Mm-hmm. And and it's a great sort of like uh switch up because, mm-hmm. because you know, you're expecting eventually they're going to find the Atlanteans, the ones that right. we see in the beginning of the movie. And we don't We're like, well, what, like, what is that? And you just see them sort of obliquely and quickly. And, and it, I thought that part was, was mm-hmm. kind of sneaky.
1: And then eventually Milo like follows them and is well, like. Well, Milo gets yeah, separated. Milo from the gets group. separated from the group at one point, point. and so he starts. Fo- but he, he kind of communicates with them and follows and, them. And, and them, that's know, after you know everything catches on fire. Yeah, there's a big old like another action sequence. There's a lot of action sequences in this movie. Just like we talked about last time, the last action hero. There's there's a lot of action sequences in this movie. Stuff yeah, that's true. So a lot. So
0: all their tents catch on fire because he's It's like where were these flies. action
1: sequences in the middle part of Bad Boys Two? <laughs> you know i don't know the
0: director's cut of daredevil
1: yeah where were these actions so and there's a cgi rat the cgi in this is better definitely better than daredevil i'll tell you that oh
0: yeah and it, it's so you know it's worry. it's it's uh but it works More stylized though yeah uh so they could have the, all their the tents Levi catch on fire on and so they try to drive over this land bridge which breaks and they all fall into this huge pit mm. except for milo gets out and he finds the atlanteans and but eventually they find the Atlanteans too, and um, they
1: see Atlantis. They arrive.
0: Yeah, they arrive at Atlantis, and there's this. It's suddenly they're in this t- giant chamber that's you know lush and green mm-hmm. and, and they're water. Because
1: the, the Atlanteans figure out the, how to speak English.
0: Well, and it's great because um, because the Atlanteans sort of speak to them in a bunch of different languages, and Milo like says um, you know Milo like says in halting Atlantean like you yeah. know. I don't know. They don't subtitle it. He just says hi or whatever, and then he's like, um, probably vous français?" And then the the French the French dirt guy gets really excited, and then because when he realizes they speak French, and then it's another little joke. He goes up to the, the main character girl, and he's all "Voulez-vous?" And then he like whispers something in her ear. She hits him.
1: There's a lot of adult humor in this. Yeah, there is mean? a lot of be and, honest.
0: And the and the mechanic girl Audrey, she's all, "I'm glad somebody did it. I would have done it." <laughs>
1: Um, okay, so they get to the, yeah, but they get to this big glowing room with. Um,
0: well, and it doesn't even look like a room. You look yeah, like, you're outside, like you're outside. it looks like you're outside. It looks like like an atrium of some sort. Yeah, the giant Atlantis continent mm-hmm. basically is it's there, just
1: floating uh, on a on like a floating island with water and yeah, water pouring all over the it. side. there's and lava all around, and it, and it looks vault, cause they're in the are vul- a volcano that looks comes super into play cool. later. Yeah, yeah, they're in a, they're in some so They're near some sort of underwater volcano that has that the top crusted over. Um, And only some giant explosion can disrupt it and, cause it to explode and, yes and, yeah that's and, an important and, plot element that's later. an important plot element so they get across to this to, to atlantis they talk with the k- king of atlantis he's basically like listen you guys me more i'm living out- anymore, I'm yeah. anymore. Uh, outsiders are not change yeah outsiders aren't welcome so get out of here and he's like and then james garner's like wait a minute can i just have one day so i can turn evil and and reveal my Kill plan everybody yeah yeah and they're like okay you can stay the night just you well, can take a nap
0: and there's an interesting sort of thematic thematic, uh, thematic element here that I, I didn't pick up on until this most recent watching. I've seen it a mm-hmm. bunch of times now where um, the, the the daughter of Leonard Nimoy, Kida is her name, Chris Summer uh, is, is um, arguing with her dad mm-hmm. basically saying like, cause he's saying like, Oh, the way we, the way of life we have, I don't want it to change. I don't want outsiders. And she's like, you know, we're struggling to survive or, you know, we've, we've forgotten so much of our culture You know, it's not even, you know, is this survival? Are we, you know, we're barely even living at this point. Mm -hmm. And and so it's sort of an interesting argument that they're having in the background. It never really comes to the foreground at all in the film.
1: Well, they say like, the idea of maybe... We, maybe they can help us yeah and maybe and and they're coming they hoping that the, the atlanteans can help them and he's just you know xenophobe no so maybe that's a, maybe that's another another little theme that we were talking about maybe the idea of of exchanging communication exchanging mm. information exchanging knowledge yeah it knowledge goes, goes in with
0: that that knowledge being you know mm-hmm. one choice and the because other
1: choice I mean and that kind of is a little more is because I mean let's just put it this way the atlanteans don't know how to read Atlantean yeah but Milo does Milo's the only one who does yeah he knows how to read it so that's how they figure how to turn on their flying fish motorcycle which are just laying around everywhere which are just laying around everywhere for like it's just, a thousand it, years. it's as if a bunch of cars were around but we, everybody had the keys to them they're like did you turn them all the way until it turned over well no i just put it in and kind of did it a little bit like i put it in
0: and, and like the radio came on but and then it, that was it that's it <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, but that's what I, I really, really liked about it is that I, I yeah, I like the idea that there was that communication of knowledge and exchange. And, and you know, it's always it's and I like sort the of, fact that it's like some sort of mystery. We're trying to figure things out. Yeah, it's an adventure. It's exciting. Like and that's and why it's, I like that's why I loved all the Indiana Jones movies. Mm-hmm. Like if this came to me when I was ten years well, now, well let's see, when this came out was two thousand one. So I was probably a little this was a little too old or too young for me, probably at that point. But if it was like three years earlier, oh I would have been all about this stuff. Like I would have yeah been like, oh my god, adventure. Because I was a huge indiana jones kid like when i was a kid my indiana jones hat i got from disneyland that was like prized possession like did that you, thing was, was did you know that they cold. made up their
0: own language for this movie
1: i I could tell but it was very well
0: done it was the same guy who invented klingon
1: oh really see yeah. i'm always impressed when they do that like they do that on speaking we talked a little bit about game of thrones last night basically just the actors in it but they do that on game <laughs> of thrones as well they make up languages and stuff and it always and i mean even to a certain extent with Tolkien, with the lord of the rings movies like whenever they use those made up languages they always sound so good and they always have experts in them and they always sound so pretty and nice plus you know
0: linguists need jobs too that's true yeah. as
1: we learn, Milo needs to job yeah Milo's a linguist yes he's a linguist
0: um, it, it's it, the only thing that's a little troublesome is the the whole like white savior thing
1: yeah okay I get what you're saying but, but I, mean, I,
0: I mean this it, it's been done a million times Avatar right. Dune you know, it, it's it's frustrating, but it's sort of a trope of adventure movies at this point. Sure.
1: Well, and that's the thing, though. But he wasn't like like. No, uh, but if you're talking about like Avatar, Avatar has a guy who's like a traditional strong. I mean, he's in a, they put him in a wheelchair, yeah, but he's still a strong, manly guy. Milo yeah. is not that guy. That's true. Milo uses his brain to save the day. Well, and there's there's a there's great line where
0: course. where is like, "Oh, you, you must be, you must be a thinker because you you have a big brain and your physique means
1: that you definitely don't do like."
0: manual labor <laughs> he's uh, like, yes. yeah, he's,
1: <laughs> so um, but there's a point where they go swimming to go solve a mystery and that's when stuff starts to go down oh
0: man so so it's it's great the, the way because at at no point it seemed like and, and correct me if I'm wrong at no mm-hmm. point did anybody sit there in the movie and explain to you the mechanism of the way everything worked? No. they left that box closed. Nope. I thought that was great. Because you see when Milo is like translating this stuff, you see little bits of like mosaic flat Mm -hmm. versions of things you're going to see later in the movie right and and it doesn't really make a lot of sense right but they don't explain it they're not like oh these are the robot guardians or these are the magic (laughs) you know face statues Uh they're just like you know these are these things you see and it's great because the whole scenes are silent because they're underwater and then he'll like then they go up under this little air bubble and he's like oh I want to look at this more. And that's it. And, like, they, they don't really explain it, which I think is wonderful. I love it when, and, you know, it's not that I I love it when things aren't explained, but I love it when. I love it you, when, you, you, so when you You just, just to, have to, you've got to you gotta infer, puzzle it out and, and figure and, and it out together. Yeah. And so, because, you know, your imagination is going to be, you know, sometimes more exciting than them explaining every little detail. They're not midi chlorine it. it yeah. Midi yeah, it.
1: Oh uh, again, with the Star Wars. Yeah, no, I couldn't resist. You sound like you want to start watching that. You sound no. like you want to watch that on the next yeah, and episode. Yeah, I've seen that movie enough times. I know, I saw it 3 times in the theater as a kid. What was wrong with me? Ryan and I I, liked I owned it. it on
0: VHS. I liked it, Ryan. I know you did. <laughs> I
1: liked you were a child. <laughs> oh, God, I liked it so much.
0: So, back to the movie at
1: hand. <sighs> let's let's forget about that. It um, came out two so years after that. yeah. And I think it came out before that. No, was it? This came out 2 years after oh, 1999. Okay phantom menace so so
0: so then they're swimming and they go underneath Mm -hmm. and so uh, it's it's the same thing over again right like like they had to go underwater and then under and back up to get to where they are to find atlantis and then in atlantis they go underwater and back up to find this magic air bubble where there's these floating Mm -hmm. face statues that are glowing
1: well yes well we're not quite there yet because because well no not yet because remember they get out of the water and then all their friends are pointing guns at them like hey so milo hidden agenda Just FYI we're mercenaries so we're going to we gonna take some that money. power source so we know that you know how it is so Well
0: and they had established you're, earlier in the film during the character bits of all of the sort of our family team everybody's like oh I'm doing it for yeah I'm doing money, it for the money for money Everybody's doing and it for so money.
1: everybody there is all all the people who are friendly and happy could you imagine that like you're like oh I'm I'm finally in my dream I, I have all friends these friends and, these and guys then are my pals. then they're pointing guns at you <laughs> And they're pointing. And you're like, uh, okay, uh, I'm not really into this side of stuff, so no. And what then, happened to the part where you weren't pointing guns at me? Well, the, right? you
0: know, and, and it's and it's funny because they give them the option to be on their side.
1: Yeah, they say, oh, like we figure you're, you're we figure you know you're, you're down with the, you're down with this. Yeah, you're you're one of us, right? You're down and, with the sickness, and, right? And we're like disturbed. <laughs> and just
0: immediately. I can't believe you made that joke. Uh, why not? Uh, and then it just immediately Milo, like his, his keep instincts as going. as like an explorer and as a, um, you know, a scientist and a historian and an archaeologist are like, uh-huh. no, we have to preserve their culture. Right. We have to preserve these people. We have to defend it. And it's it's the Indiana Jones, it belongs in a museum. Yeah. You know.
1: Versus or then, or not even it belongs even, in a museum. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of like, I mean, it's the turn that, that's the one thing. Okay, not to we. we I'm sure we'll talk about this at some point. But in Temple of Doom, Temple of Doom, because it's a mm. prequel, you see Indiana Jones is more about the fortune and glory. I gotta yeah. do this, and then by the end of it is that's where we come into the idea of who Indiana Jones is in Raiders of the Lost Ark, where mm-hmm. he's more about preserving a culture or having something be culturally important. It doesn't necessarily be about money, money, money. Yeah. So which. We see here. Yeah, Milo My- is My more of that, like, no, this is important to their culture, and I'm not going to do this, and this is there's am- amazing magic, wonderful things here, and I'm not going to let you destroy that. So basically what they do is they go to this un- – they-, they figure out how to get to the heart of Atlantis Yeah, um, based on some clues from the last pa- missing page of this journal.
0: Which Rourke has been holding back yep. because he somehow knew that it was – Super important. Not that he can read Atlantis. I thought that was a little bit. It's uh, probably because it's the
1: last page of something. And sure. because it, we knew that we, he was following along through the journal to yeah, lead them true. to that point. Um, <gasps> so they go into this room where the heart of Atlantis is and it's blocked by all these giant like tiki faces of all the old kings of Atlantis. mm um, and then it turns out this little, the, the girl, what was her name again? Kida. Kida, that's right. Her mom was kind of abducted by this force. Yeah, or uh, like channeled it or something. I don't yeah, know. Well, well, the way they described it is they said that the heart of Atlantis in times when Atlantis is, is what powers Atlantis, in times when Atlantis is threatened will bond with somebody yeah. who it deems from the royal family who it dreams worthy. Um, and so in this case, because they're trying to steal it, it ends up bonding with Kida. And then they end up, Trying to take her back to the surface, she becomes my daughter.
0: Be- my daughter was watching this. And was like, Dad, what what is going on? She becomes. Like, oh, Bella, the, she's like a crystal water girl. So
1: oh, okay, she becomes. She 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 basically merges with the heart of Atlantis with the heart of Atlantis's the,
0: magic power. Yeah, in sparkles. order to protect it. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then what happens is though, if you stay too long with that thing, then you'll you, be lost. you Lose your humanity. Yeah. Yes, and you'll be lost forever. Which is
0: what happened to Kida's mom. Correct. And and it, it, so in that little bit, you understand why. Kida's dad who's the king is afraid of the heart of Atlantis which and has hidden it even though it's sort of the, what they need to sustain life at Atlantis and right. and and so it's because it makes clear it. why knowledge. why the civilization has been failing for the last what a thousand years or whatever right uh, or thousands of years mm-hmm. because because he is is basically afraid because he has lost someone who is close to him. And he's afraid of that ever happening again. And so the entire civilization is falling apart because of one man's, you know, fear of losing someone. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of interesting. Um, and so then they kidnap Crystal Sparkle Girl. They put her in a box. And then they... Sparkle Kida And then... So they're gonna truck away with her and let the civilization die.
1: And all the fr- and all of Milo's friends was like, you know what? I'm staying here. You guys are doing Well dumb. at the first it, it Milo's I like, I hope all you got money feels good. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it feels good to be so wrong. They're like, oh, You're right, let's be friends. And then so everybody except for the two other people is like, you and know, all I'm the, and all the stormtroopers. Yep, and all stormtroopers. Because they're mindless drones. Um, and then it, the bridge explodes, and then there's some fighting. <laughs> yeah, well, no, and then so the bridge explodes, and so then this part is a little hazy to me. So remind okay, me, remind sure. me this.
0: So so the the bad guys are trucking away with the stuff, and they're right. and they're working on getting it to the surface with a hot air balloon they just haven't have. And, have and well, that and was part
1: that was part of the, that. There was in the original that was one of the vehicles. Yeah, yeah. So so, they so they're getting that case. all
0: set up, and so Milo and and our team is just sort of like, well, we're we're screwed, you know, what what are we going to do? And so then, but then they, they, Milo's like, well, you know what? No, we got to go get it back. And they're like, well, I don't, is that the smart thing to do? He's like, you guys said you'd follow me that's uh, not the smart thing to do but it's the right thing to do right uh, and so then they they that's right and they activate all the vehicles yeah and they activate all the vehicles and and you know there's some jokes oh you know, cuz they're all fish shaped yeah and and again like, Vinny's like oh can I get something sporty like a tuna uh and so you know they're all shark shaped and everything <laughs> like that yep. and so they fly out with with um random cannon fodder Atlanteans to, uh, to go fight the bad guys and right. rescue the princess and, mm-hmm. and, and la la la. Um,
1: and then there's some fighting and
0: explosions. Bad and fighting, the, explosions, lots of fighting. Lots bad of people get their just deserves. Well, and, and it's interesting the way it it's interesting. Femme Fatale
1: actually redeems herself.
0: Yeah, Femme Fatale redeems herself after falling from a great height and, and, mm-hmm. and almost dying. She blows up the balloon. But then I thought it was really interesting because it's still a Disney movie. Right, and so Rourke, the bad guy, can't just get chopped into bloody bits. No. And so somehow he breaks the glass on uh, where where to Crystal Magic Water Girl is being held, and it turns him into this weird stone monster, magma monster thing, Mm -hmm. right? And so now he's crazy, and he's trying to get, um, Milo and he's this stone magma monster thing right. and then he trips or Milo pushes him or whatever and he falls into the spinning helicopter blades of the thing and they chop him up into rocks because mm-hmm. they couldn't chop up into bloody person bits <laughs> and so it's just convenient that he had to be turned into some sort of weird rock thing right. first. So and that was interesting.
1: The volcano that was going to erupt, and like, we got to get out of here. We got it. Like, something bad's going to happen. Oh, man. Milo, uh, can we
0: talk about what's about to happen and what has already happened? The, the way that they did all the blue magic stuff. Mm-hmm. Because have you ever seen Castle in the Sky, the Miyazaki movie? No, I have not. It's like a 1986 movie. Where it And it parallels this movie in a ton of ways. Mm-hmm. They find a lost civilization. It's a floating city in the sky instead of a city underground. Uh, and and this city is completely uninhabited. Mm-hmm. But uh, it just so happens that there's a girl who has a magic talisman that she can control the power source of the city. And mm-hmm. there's a bad guy who's there who's pretending to be their friend who wants to get this magic talisman and and or who wants to also control the city because he controlled the power source. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so um and it's it's similar in a lot of ways and 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 it probably to a certain extent it's just sort of conventions of this style of movie but to also to a certain extent there's direct relations which is fine it's a great
1: movie um but and so then giant robots so they get back to the city they get the heart of landis back where it belongs um, she becomes unpossessed by, it, and these giant big guys make this giant robot. Oh, guys it's such a cool reveal! Though, because
0: you just see like l- you've seen like yeah. little stump- lumps of stone and in the water little, like, around, heads and stuff. Uh, yeah, like, look and, like and these then they like just like field. rise up, and like you know, like one of them has like a tree growing out of the side of his head, and and stands mm-hmm. up and stuff. And it's so cool. It just yeah. looks so cool. And
1: then they make this giant force field that protects them from lava. Literally, yeah. it hits the hits of the force field, hardens, and breaks.
0: Yeah. And pretty cool yeah it was so neat and so then and then we get like everything's great yay we win um, yay. Well, we're going
1: we're going to go back to the surface Milo, are you coming and
0: miles on no, no i'm, I'm gonna no, be I'm with this and and so of course because Rourke punched the the king the king is dying of internal bleeding right and so milo's like oh no you know gonna just hang out here with this lady who's the queen and i'm gonna be her king or whatever sort of
1: yeah i'll yeah. be like whatever like and so everybody gets back to earth and they're back to the, the upper world and they're like okay and they're all like so super rich they're they're, they're all super rich up, because they they've loaded some. up
0: this nar or this flying narwhal with a ton of gold yep and uh and so now they're all sitting in a room with the guy who funded the expedition mm-hmm. uh getting their story straight
1: right like so, this is what happened, right? This is what happened, right? This is what happened, right? And like yeah, yeah. And then Milo, I guess, gives him a little crystal, basically yeah, a saying, little like, magic "Thanks for crystal. letting me, you know, fulfill my grandfather's dream, my family's legacy. Thank mm-hmm. you." And then you see Milo at the end. And, and, and the Atlantean all awesome civilization and is starting to thrive again. It's flourishing and thriving yeah. again. And all is right with the world.
0: And there's a fantastic zoom out shot. Yeah. Where they just really zoom cool. out, and out, out and out and out and out and out. out. And apparently it, it involved a, a ridiculous amount of drawings layered oh, yeah, together sure. on the Disney multiplane. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but it just looks super cool. Yeah. And that is the end of our movie. And there's little zipping around, you know, flying fish machines and stuff. It's pretty cool. Sounds like a rock band name. Flying fish machine sounds like a 90s rock (laughs) okay so
1: ryan final thought I really like this
0: movie. It's, I do too. Right? It's fun. fun. It's, you know, it's good adventures. Absolutely. Uh, it looks so cool. Yeah. It, I mean, and, and and it's very. It's funny because it, blue orange color grading is all over this movie. Oh, it, it is true. It's, which it's, is, it's so blue and orange. I would
1: even say it's it's. Oh, there's blue and orange you're right, But there's a lot of green and blue too. It's A lot true. of green and blue. A lot of like this is the a- an animated equivalent. I bet you James Cameron saw this. Is like, hmm. If only those people were blue cat people. Yeah. This, this is. is there's not, a sorry, lot of Avatar. It. Avatar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and but I'd rather watch this again than watch Avatar again, to be honest. Oh, Although yeah. I'm sure at some point on this this podcast I cared
0: I cared about a we're lot of people. we have these to watch characters. Avatar, aren't we? We're going to find a 3D TV, I think. Oh boy. Uh, I Avatar cared about again. these characters so much more than I cared about the characters in Avatar. Right. And right. And, and they were, you know, Cuz they was, had personalities. They did and it was funny but it was still serious. serious. It was exciting.
1: <laughs> There's <laughs> The ultimate a MacGuffin. The for ultimate you. MacGuffin. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, no, I I really liked it too. I I was really surprised. I'm like I'm surprised I didn't watch this earlier. Maybe it was just My like, ugh, Disney animation during this time, not as high quality. Maybe that's why I was being a little snob about it. But to be honest with you, like, I I look, once you kind of like just go, okay, listen, it's not going to look like Beauty and the Beast or Little Mermaid. Get over that. Mm -hmm. But once you get past that, you're like, it's actually a good story. here. some good content here. Um, So much so that I was actually considering watching the straight-to-DVD sequel. Maybe oh, that's yeah. bad. Maybe I shouldn't do that. I probably won't. But The, but, s- <laughs>
0: the story of the straight-to-DVD sequel is that they were originally going to make an animated series uh-huh. based on uh, this film, but the film didn't do very well.
1: Oh, uh, came out
0: right after Shrek. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and so then the animated Straight to dvd animated sequel is actually the first three episodes of the never-produced TV show.
1: Wow. Wow. I would watch it. I would too. Now that you mentioned like that, I might look into that. I would. I would read a comic book based on this. Oh, I would too. That Disney, if you're listening, do it. do it. Do it. I would do it.
0: At this point, do it. they're like hey, seriously, you want us to do on this <laughs> this 13 year old movie that didn't make any money?
1: <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Worst things have been done. Okay, so Ryan, we always rate the movies we after do. we see them. So, what would you what would you rate this movie out of out of one at, to whatever number you see fit? I think I give it eight glowing floating stone heads out of ten. <laughs> um, and I would give it um, seven piles of dirt from other countries <laughs> yeah, so it was good the only thing that held me back was the animation that's what saved it from being a knight but anyway well that is super action bros for this week and we hope you've had a good time before we go though we want to kind of tease you with what we'll be watching next time so ryan what movie will we be uh, adventuring action broing into next time we are going to
0: watch the classic mission impossible not like 1966 mission impossible oh. uh we're well i'm talking Movie? Talking about the first Mission. Oh, Impossible all right. Movie. 1996. I like, I like that movie. John Voigt, Brian De Palma, Tom Cruise. Tom, yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, you Emilio know. Emilio Estevez um, for uh, about 30 seconds. We'll talk about um, that next time. Yeah. So we're going to be watching <laughs> that next week.
1: Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening, as always. And, uh, and uh, we really appreciate your listenership. It's true. And remember, whether it's blockbuster or lackluster, we super, super action bros. Action. bros.